This is the Beer and Pubcast. Speaking up for British beer and pubs. Hello and welcome to the Beer and Pubcast, the regular podcast from the British Beer and Pub Association. I'm Adam Batstone and I'm delighted to be joined by Emma McClarkin, who began her new role as the Chief Executive of the BBPA in November. Emma is probably best known as Conservative MEP for the East Midlands, a seat she held for 10 years before stepping down last year. While in Brussels, she specialised in international trade and digital issues, as well as chairing the Commonwealth Forum. She worked closely with the Rugby Football Union to bring both the Women's and Men's Rugby World Cups to England, and could very possibly be the first member of the BBPA team to truly understand what blockchain means. Emma, it's fair to say you've achieved a great deal in a relatively short space of time, but tell me what it is about beer and pubs that made you want this job. Well, that's very kind of you, Adam. I've been extremely lucky in my career to work in areas that I'm truly passionate about. And absolutely, when it comes to beer and pubs, it is something I am passionate about. When I was a member of European Parliament, I was the vice president of the beer club out there. And I was known to be a beer champion. And working on food and drink legislation over there, I was helping formulate policy in and around alcohol. So in many ways, um, it's a, a real natural environment for me to transfer my experience into. So clearly a lot of what the BBPA does revolves around public policy and regulation. And from your experience working in Westminster and Brussels, do you think that uh, beer and pubs get a fair hearing on the whole? I think it's very easy to be taken for granted sometimes. And I think that some of us are guilty of taking our locals for granted and you have to use them and be aware of them, not just say, yes, I want to have a local. You have to go out there and use it. And I think politicians can sometimes be accused of of the, the same when it comes to the industry. But very much we need to be aware of what is happening. If we want to have a, a pub on our high street, if we want to have one in our local village, then politicians will have to do everything they can to make sure that it could be a viable business that there are incentives there to people to invest in it, to keep running pubs, to keep it open. And of course, um, when we're looking at how many drinks are sold in a pub, seven out of 10 of those are beer. So of course, supporting beer and brewing industry is enormously important in order to keep those locals open. What is your impression about the degree to which politicians maybe kind of pay lip service because they know that kind of beer and pubs are obviously popular with a lot of their voters, but how many of them actually genuinely do you think uh, are going to kind of stick their necks out on behalf of this industry? Um, it is a very popular issue to certainly use for campaigns and, and to win support from the public on um, because we're right at the heart of the community. And I think that a lot of politicians and a lot of MPs do understand that. We were in the House um, only yesterday and we were talking with politicians and we had 77 MPs turn up to, to come and help support our Long Live the Local campaign and to champion beer. And we work very closely with your parliamentary beer club in the parliament in order to make sure we get that through. So we have a cohort of champions that will consistently champion us. But of course, we need many, many more to, to get the support, to put the pressure on, to make sure that we get the, the incentives that we need to keep investing in our pubs and to keep running them as viable businesses so that we can keep them at the heart of our community. And obviously, the, the big change that's happened in the UK since the election is we've now got a large Conservative majority plenty of new MPs in Westminster. I'm assuming you know some of them anyway from your previous work. Where do you think the whole issue of beer and pubs will kind of stand on the sort of 
long list of tasks ahead. Do you, do you think it has um, uh, much of a priority? Well, I think with the new government, we at least have a clear direction now. And I think the business and the industry feel that they now have a moment to actually be heard because, of course, we've been caught up in Brexit. But of course, when we do leave um, on the 31st of January, there is going to be an awful lot of clamour from a lot of people that want to be a priority. And we absolutely at the BBPA have to make sure that our voice and our industry is going to be heard. And in that top 10. And that is what we're aiming to do as a BBPA and make sure that our message really cuts through with a clear voice. And it hopefully it will because we have a very big campaign, Long Live the Local. Um, over 250,000 people have signed up uh, to our petition. And that will be making sure, putting the pressure on from a consumer voice. This is the voice of the people that really want to support their pubs and see a beer uh, duty cut and making sure that we can keep those pubs open and viable businesses. It's particularly kind of relevant to your experience. Obviously, you've been in Brussels for such a long time. While you were there, a lot of your work revolved around trade negotiations, as I understand it. From your experience of having been involved in those kind of negotiations, how do you think it'll be possible to get the voice of beer and pubs, relatively small in terms of that bigger picture, heard? And what would constitute a good outcome? Yeah, well... Uh, beer is is our third largest export in food and drink. Um, so it, it does pack a punch. And we need to make sure that we are actually punching our weight when it comes to getting our message across and getting our voice heard as an industry. We are employing 900,000 people in the UK. There are big factors to pull in that we need to, to get our message across to. And of course, it will be um, interesting at the time of Brexit on all the issues that will come up. There will be many challenges um, making sure that we can get beer in and out of the country, making sure that those those supply chains remain open and as seamless as they possibly can. But at the same time, there will be new opportunities. Can we reset the way that we are dealing with our competitivity here in the UK versus the rest of the world? Can we look at our beer duty? We are already 11 times higher than Germany and in Spain. And if we're going to come out of the European Union, we need to be looking at how we're going to compete in a global market. So hopefully some of my trade experience in overcoming some of those hurdles that will be coming and helping sculpt the the new landscape uh, will come into play. Based on your experience and and some of your contacts there, will you have the chance to speak to people who will be the decision makers, do you think? I know a lot of the decision makers and I hope that from relationships that I have with politicians, not only from uh, the Conservative Party, but across the board, will help us champion the beer and pub industry. And it is absolutely my job and my role to make sure that we try to get in and have those meetings, and we are doing that, uh, and making sure that the message is heard clearly. And I think that they do understand that the industry is under pressure, that we're going to be entering this new period of uncharted territory and that we will need support and to continue to grow and to continue to be the heart of our society and part of a culture in the UK. We've talked obviously about Brexit. That's clearly a, a big issue in the imminent future. But when you first took this job and reviewed the various issues facing the industry, what else were you or are you prioritising beyond Brexit? What are the other things facing the industry which you think are particularly important at the moment that you want to focus on? Well, beer duty is our big ask with a budget coming up in March. But of course, we have to 
address business rates, we need to make sure that we are looking at that system, making sure it's a fair system, that if pubs are currently putting in big investments, they're getting penalised for investing to make the pubs a better place to be and spend time and And we really need to be recognising the investment that is being put in. And it is a relationship. It is a two-way relationship. It's not just asking all the time. We are trying to deliver for our consumers. We need to make sure we're putting forward the best offer that we can for our customers so that they keep coming back and they will come back for quality service. So let's reward that investment that people are putting in to deliver that quality service by giving us a a new look at business rates and giving us rate relief would be fantastic on that one. So that is a huge element which would really have a knock-on effect across the industry. But of course we need to look at other issues as well and and be part of those conversations, particularly on sustainability and highlighting the work that we're doing as an industry to make sure that we're reducing our CO2 levels, that we're addressing food waste in our pubs and we're making our contribution to that debate and we certainly are. Um, We've released a report at BBPA called Brewing Green just to highlight all of the work that is being done by us to contribute to the environment agenda. Um, So that is something that I want to focus on. We're also making our pubs more accessible and we want to be part of that conversation and helping our pubs and businesses become more accessible in order to access the Purple Pound and the power of that by making sure that all those details about the work that they're doing to improve accessibility is going to be online. That is something important to be bringing in new customers and showing that we're innovating, we're modernising, we're doing something different. But of course we need to also challenge the perception of the industry, which can be sometimes sort of old-fashioned, traditional, a bit dusty. I want to say, take a fresh look at the beer and pub industry. Look at what we're doing today. Look at the innovation. Look at the contribution we're making, not only economically, but also on sustainability and see what we can do to contribute to the aims and objectives and priorities, actually, that the country has. So on that point you just touched on there, do you think there is an element whereby the pubs have been you know, their own worst enemies in the past because they haven't necessarily made some of the changes you've just been talking about to address different social attitudes, different expectations, what people want from their pub. Well, I think there are definitely, there are always trends and uh, the pub and beer industry is no different from that and having to adapt itself to those trends. And we've seen a big boom in uh, craft beer and people coming back into pubs and trying beer again and being introduced to it in a fresh way. And I always say to people that say, oh, I don't, I, I'm not sure I like beer. I've tried it once. and I don't like it. Give it a fresh look. We're innovating. There are different tastes out there, different types of beers for all different types of palates. So come in and refresh that. So we need to sh- highlight and showcase what we are doing in terms of a new offer and what we're putting out there as an industry but we absolutely need this there are fundamentals to running a business that we need to find ways to overcome and we need to make sure that um, it is viable in order to keep our pubs open and whilst we hear that it is slowing in terms of the closures we're still seeing 18 pubs close a week so you know it's, it's a stark number and everybody when I have conversations with people go yeah I know a pub that's just closed down the road and what we want to say is let's try and keep these pubs open but of course they have to put in the equal effort to make sure that it is a place where people want to come they want to spend the money they want to spend their time and investing in uh, in socializing in that community it's a huge contribution that we have to make from our side to that debate but there are things that the government can help us do to make it easier 
to keep those pubs open. Do you think that message is getting through? Do you think that challenge of trying to make pubs as accessible as possible is being reflected? Well, I think people need to, to go down to their local pub and see what's happening there. I mean, in some pubs we have prenatal group meetings, um, you know, uh, postnatal group meetings, knitting clubs, people coming in, running clubs, meeting after their run, coming in, maybe not for a beer, but for a pint of squash or, or a cup of coffee or doing something different. And there is a different meeting point um, other than for just drinking um, inside our pubs and and it's really important that we are emphasising the different offers that we have as a meeting point in our communities that the pub offers. Of course many of our pubs are also offering services that have closed so you'll find some of our pubs are on our offering post office facilities or they also have a little shop at the side. I know some of the pubs through Pub is the Hub as well are operating um, an IT facility so people have access to the internet and have a computer or somewhere to print and and these are facilities that are going to bring people in to the pubs because there is a different and additional offer on the table. And I think we're looking at new ways that we can do that. I, I heard of a pub the other day that's started a zoo um, or offering Wellingtons and bikes so people can go for a walk and then come back to the pub afterwards for, for uh, maybe a lunch or a pint. And uh, it's it's a phenomenal. So everybody needs to just take a look at actually what is happening at their local pub. There's a lot more than meets the eye. And do you think it's part of the role of the BBPA to try to communicate that effectively so that message is getting across to, to change people's attitude to pubs that they're not just about drinking beer. Absolutely. It is the social value of the pubs in our communities. We are very much part of our societies and that social fabric. And it is one of the very last places that people can actually physically meet with the original social network. And I think it's really important that we give people that place where they can meet as a community. And uh, it's also enormously important, particularly when we're tackling problems like mental health or loneliness, when some people may not have a conversation other than if they go down and talk to somebody in their local pub. And I think it's a really important role that we play in society that we have that meeting point there and let's support the pub. Let's make sure it's there so that all these people feel that they have a home away from home. 2019 is a review of the pub's code. What are you expecting to see in the pub code? What would you hope the pub code might do on behalf of your members? Uh, the review was done last year and we're awaiting the outcome of that. We're also aware that we need to monitor this in Scotland where they've just announced that they're going to introduce uh, legislation on a pub's code in Scotland as well. So the BBPA's role is to make sure that whatever statutory legislation is put in place, whichever scheme is put in place, fits the purpose that the relationship is balanced between the pubs and the tenants and managed or whatever relationships they are in and that the the balance is right between making that uh, properly functional for everybody and that it's working um, for everyone at the same time. We have a new adjudicator that will also be appointed next year. That will be important as to the implementation of the pub code across the board. But keeping an eye on all these issues is what the BBPA is here to do. We are monitoring the developments. We are keeping an eye on things. We are helping and working in consultation with the government on these issues, be it in Westminster or in Scotland or even over in Northern Ireland where they'll also be looking at other issues. We have the deposit return scheme that will be coming up in Scotland. There's minimum unit pricing that's being discussed and also being looked at again in Northern Ireland as well as in Scotland. So we are there to be that monitoring body to help guide people through this, to advise them, support them and put in our contributions to make sure that the pub code is right when it is put in place and is working and it's implemented in the correct way. When you mentioned earlier about some of the, the bigger issues facing you as you begin this job, 
you mentioned the whole question around business rates and we've talked on this podcast before about how pubs are in a sort of unique position and because a pub exists as a as a physical it has to it can't you can't drink beer online and therefore the business rate is particularly punitive towards the, the pub trade what is your sense of where that campaign has got to at the moment in terms of being able to successfully convey that message to regulators? Well, we've heard a lot about wanting to support the local high street and making it more vibrant, keeping it alive. And, and having a pub on your high street is enormously important to keeping that footfall coming along and coming in. So we've heard a lot about it, but we are paying disproportionate business rates and we really need to see that readdressed and the whole system needs to be looked at and reviewed. And I hope that we've heard noises about where they're going to be taking this, particularly with a view to focusing on the relief that they can give to pubs. But we need to understand how the detail of that is going to work. It, how many pubs is it going to actually give that relief to and an impact on? Um, but across the board, if we want to see a vibrant high street, we're going to have to look at business rates. It's becoming increasingly difficult for businesses that are operating on the smallest of margins to make enough just to cover their rates. So we really, really need to be looking at that head on as, as one of the issues that we have. Um, if we want to see a vibrant high street, if we want to have that local village pub, then we're going to have to address that issue head on. And I hope that they will very soon. Between the two, the business rate issue and the, and the beer duty issue, which is the one which you think is the one where you'll most like to get most traction? Um, well, of course, we are all focusing on the budget, of course. So we're hoping that we'll, be, we'll know very soon by uh, the 11th of March where we stand in terms of, uh, of a beer duty cut or a freeze, which is what we are uh, hoping that to get at least one of those two options. Um, post that, I think people recognise that in order to sustain our pubs as viable businesses, we have to address business rates. I think that there is a broader remit, of course, of looking at the whole business rate system because it will support other businesses on the high street as well and other other people within the hospitality industry um, that contribute so much. And so I think it's really important that we do that. But we're also tied in on another uh, focus point, which is on tourism, of course, because we're a huge tourist attraction. So, of course, if you have a pub in your village or on your high street it becomes a destination and that will be a destination for people when they are visiting Britain you know over 50% of our visitors come to a pub when they're here so we have an angle there as well that we're providing that an additional destination and attraction for people to come in so we need to be there in order to also support our tourism industry. So you've obviously spent a significant amount of time over the last 10 years in Brussels. Pubs we often hear a, a sort of uniquely British or maybe Irish as well thing. But from your experience being abroad and living in the UK, pubs, what is it that's special about them? What What is their charm? Well, having spent a lot of time in Brussels, we would debate um, an awful lot between um, Belgian beer and British beer. And uh, well, it's a, a strong competition, I have to say, perhaps on that front, but they absolutely hands down cannot beat us when it comes to um, a good pub the environment that we create the way it is the the social home uh, away from home for for British people and the environment that we create there um, it is a, a top 10 destination for everybody that comes to the UK there is something very unique and special about it and that's what keeps us all going back that's what keeps me going back everybody wants to to know uh, where the good pubs are and uh, to make sure that they're part of that 
fun environment that is created there. And it's enormously important that we use that when we're promoting Brand Britain. You know, I want to see British beer promoted around the world. And I want to see also our pubs and that great institution of the Great British Pub sold out there so that people know when they come to the UK, I'm going to go out there, I'm going to find a good pub and I'm going to have a good pint of beer. Since you've been in the job, obviously an awful lot to get your head around, not least of which is meeting your members. And I just wanted you to tell me a little bit about what you've been doing so far, who you've met, what your priorities are in terms of meeting uh, pub companies, brewers, etc., and what you hope to get out of those uh, opportunities. This is one of the wonderful elements of my job is that I get to to work with uh, such fantastic members, but also get to visit them as well, including including the uh, the breweries and also the pubs. and And it's an enormous um, part of my job. It's a very enjoyable one, but it's very serious because you need to listen to them, you need to understand what's happening in the industry, um, what is their top priorities, what affects them, and how we as the BBPA can best support them. So what and what have you extracted from those conversations? Well, obviously, we've talked about some of those big kind of pan issues, the business rates, the duty, etc. Have you been picking up on other things which maybe you didn't expect to hear? Um, there are lots of elements that we have already discussed that they will tell us about, absolutely. But there are other things that we want to, we're very positive about talking about the health agenda and responsible drinking, that we want to contribute to that debate, that we have great low and no alcohol beers uh, on offer um, and we want to have a strong voice in that debate that is something that has come across also skills we are skilling up people but we need to make sure we have access to people in order to work in that industry absolutely in a post-brexit environment making sure that we can access enough people to to be employed in our pubs but that we're training people up to we're doing a great job particularly also in finding those skills in the brewing industry and making sure that we're training up our our young brewers and so that they can become the master brewers one day so make sure that we have enough skills and access to them and that we supporting them on that journey is is enormously um, important for the survival of us as an industry and of course of of that 900,000 people that we employ um, you know 43% of those are under the age of 25 so we're supporting our young people so we really want to say that we are a great industry to come and, and work in let's move people into that industry that skill them up and uh, let's create jobs for them with regard to your your own sort of experience in this role it's it's interesting for me to see you taking over from Bridget Simmons the second time the PBPA has had a woman chief executive what do you think that says if anything about what might historically been perceived as a slightly kind of blokey type industry. What, what should we infer from that, if anything? Well, I'm, I'm delighted that the BBPA um, have chosen another woman to lead the, the beer and pub industry I, I, and be their voice and the spokesperson for them. It, it sends out a very positive image about the industry, which I know is populated with women. And I absolutely, as part of my role at the BBPA, uh, want to emphasise the women that are working in the industry. Those that we do have that are... Um, head brewers at uh, breweries across the UK that are women, those that are working. I was in a meeting only yesterday, only women in the room talking about beer. And I said, this is fantastic. Who would have thought it? People on the outside don't realise just how many women are working in the industry and that we need to highlight that so that we can attract more women to come and work into the industry as well. But also to shake up the uh, perception, perhaps, that it's a, a men-only environment when it comes to beer and pubs. Absolutely not. It's somewhere for everybody to be, uh, to come and work, to contribute, and also, of course, to socialise in too. 
with reference to what you were saying about uh, the increasing sort of voice of women and the status of women in this sector, that all parliamentary beer group is that predominantly still a male preserve? Um, I think that we, there is always going to be more male uh, representatives on that that club because there are more male members in the parliament but we are getting an increase in female representation and we're finding female beer champions in there as well and it's great that we are seeing more people wanting to step up and say I want to be a voice for the industry and uh, we're recruiting more and more all the time so uh, I think this new cohort from this new government and this new parliament that we'll see that will have more female champions than we've ever had before. The alcohol sector broadly has has a lot of groups not similar to the BBPA. I'm thinking here about the Portman Group, the Wine and Spirits Trade Association, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then there's groups like Camera as well. Where do you see the BBPA fitting in with those other kind of groups? And to what degree do you see yourself being able to collaborate with them to to reach similar goals? Yeah, I think there will be moments and pieces of industry won't agree on pieces of legislation and will take differing opinions or we'll be championing our own cause. But there are great synergy sometimes in the things that we are working on at the same time. And if we can all speak with one voice, then I think it would have a great impact to do so um, as a sector. Uh, So I think that I would like to work more in partnership with these associations to make sure that actually if we're all fighting and pulling in the same direction on something, we're going to have more success and a greater impact if we do that together. So I hope that we'll find ways to collaborate with them. I want to foster those kind of relationships and partnerships because as an industry, we need to stick together. So when you're not working and when you are not, when you weren't in Brussels, I, obviously you've a keen interest in rugby, your association with the RFU, which I mentioned. What else do you like to do in your spare time? Yeah, I I do love following sport and the connection, obviously, between sport and beer and pubs and the whole cycle of watching your favourite sport in the pub is uh, a a big part of the job too. But for me, I love walking in the countryside and and going and hiking and cycling and uh, trying to get out and about and be a bit um, energetic when I can to counter all all the rushing around that I do with my job. But no, I I am genuinely in a pub on a a Friday night or down at my local brewery and, and that that's the truth. So it becomes enormously easy to do the job when you are truly passionate about it. And that is something that I really hope that I can bring to the role and that I can maybe tell the story of beer in a different way because it's what I'd like to do in my own time too. Excellent. So we're out of time for this episode of the Beer and Pubcast. Thanks very much to my guest, Emma McClarkin. Please visit the BBPA website for some accompanying show notes. And until next time, cheers. This is the Beer and Pubcast. For more news from the British Beer and Pub Association, you can follow us on Twitter at Beer and Pub or visit our website, beerandpub.com. <laughs>